0: Welcome to AUSA's Army Matters Podcast, focusing on what's important to the total Army community. We bring vital Army conversations and interviews on issues relevant to soldiers, military families, and all of you amazing Army supporters. Rotating each week, our show includes Soldier Today, leading great teams, family voices, and thought leaders. Let's tune into the show.
1: Hello, everyone. I'm Sergeant Major of the Army Retired, Dan Daly, and welcome to today's episode of Army Matters. Each year, tens of thousands of soldiers leave the Army, whether it's after one or two terms, or even 20-plus years. Some go to school, some go to work, and others pursue the American dream of owning their own business. Today's guests, former Army Sergeant Majors Thomas and Marissa Capel, had that very dream. And after their retirement, this husband and wife team... Pursued a few ventures before turning their attention to owning a successful bakery franchise. They'll share with us their story, the pros and cons of franchising, and how their time in the service prepared them for this new and exciting chapter. This is the first of a summer series on veteran owned entrepreneurship. And over the next few Soldier Today segments, we're going to chat with a wide range of veterans who have taken the plunge into owning their own business. For the first episode, we loaded up our gear and traveled to the center of the universe. Yep, that's right. Fort Bragg, North Carolina. Joining me today is my co-host and the director of NCO and soldier programs here at AUSA, Command Sergeant Major, retired Troy Wells. Troy, thanks for joining me today. It's an honor to be on this with both of you. I look forward to talking with you. I'd like to welcome former Army Sergeants Major Tom and Marissa Capel. Tom, Marissa, welcome to the Soldier Today podcast.
2: Well, thank you all from AUSA for having us, and uh, we're looking forward to the communication and talking to people about starting their own business or those who choose to start their own business as they exit the military. Well, thank you, Tom and Marissa. Welcome.
3: This is a great opportunity to talk to other soldiers that are transitioning when they get out of the military, so it is our pleasure to give our insight when it comes to how we pursued our business.
1: Well, we appreciate you both, and we appreciate your incredible service, and I know our listeners are going to appreciate the knowledge they gained from both of you today because you've been there, you've done that, and well, I don't want to jump too far ahead, but you've been successful. But before we do, I thought we'd begin, as we always do here on Soldier Today podcast, by getting to know our guests, Tom, Marissa, could you share with us a little bit about yourselves? Where'd you grow up,
2: and why did you decide to become a soldier? Tom, let's start with you, please. Well, back in 1977, I was working as a uh, diesel mechanic and going to college, uh, Richmond Tech Institute, taking up criminal justice, law enforcement. Kind of ran out of money, and I went to find a recruiter, and told the recruiter I wanted to be a soldier, and the rest was history. You know, right after the uh, Vietnam War was coming to an end, the military was downsizing, So I had to go on a delayed entrance program for a little while, but I, I managed my way to get into the military. And after I got into the military, I had no plans on ever getting out.
3: I was born in the Philippines, and I grew up in Seattle, Washington. And the reason why I joined the Army is because I wanted to pursue a career. And at the same time, with the benefits that the military was offering, was going to school and paying for my college. And so that was one of my incentives, being in the military and joining the military. So I did pursue that dream, and it took me a longer time to actually get my degree, but I, I did finish up my degree before I got out of the military.
1: Marissa, of course, many of us long-term Army veterans contemplate and perhaps even dream of owning a business when we get out. I I for sure did. Before we get into the lines of business that both of you have pursued, and I know our listeners are anxious to hear about what you do, but how do you think your Army career prepared you to be a business owner?
3: Well, first of all, being in the Army, it taught me about leadership. It taught me about communication, management discipline, and all the values that the Army Corps has. So, those are the main foundation to start with when you're thinking about the business and also to be a business owner. Of course, there's a lot of fear in owning your own business. So, you got to have the financial foundation for that and also making sure that, you know, you're prepared for the ups and downs especially right now with how the economy is going.
4: Yeah, well, that's a very good point, Marissa, and thanks for sharing that, because I know that a lot of people look at that, but they don't have the capital to start, you know, so it's kind of hard to get that off the ground if you don't have something to either a backer or, 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 you know, either you have your own funds, so I appreciate you sharing that. Tom, I got a similar question for you, but reversed. What did the Army not
2: prepare you for when
4: you started to venture out into the business world?
2: I just want to tell all the listeners out there that Murphy Law is still around. It's live and well. What I wasn't prepared for uh, is what we just went through for the last two years. This wasn't coronavirus. And no matter what kind of uh, leadership preparation or guidance I would have got from the army, I don't think it, it was something that we could protect ourselves from or try to get over in a fast way. And, you know, we had to close down our bakery last year for about two weeks because one of the ladies got their virus there and Nancy spread it through the whole restaurant. So we had to close it down, get it completely whole, sterilized, and get it re-inspected before we opened the doors back up to serve our customers. But the Army did very well with my leadership, my skills, my communication, the value of selfless service and talking to people, communication. And all that stuff there. But there's some things out there that I don't think nobody can prepare you for. And when you think you've seen it all, be prepared for the next day because it's going to be something totally different. I think you hit the nail on the head. And I think the biggest barrier to veterans starting their
1: own business is fear. I mean, let's be honest. In the Army, we get a steady paycheck that came every month. And in business, there's no guarantee of that. And especially if you have employees you got to pay what advice would you give to someone transitioning from service on pursuing their own business? And Marissa, let's start again with you. And then we'll go over to Tom.
3: Yes. Uh, like I said earlier, you got to have financial stability. So the first thing, or capital, you would say. So um, I started out actually, and I know I know that the army doesn't do this for a lot of um, starting out, especially with enlisted, but I invested. I put my money away when I started in the Army. I put away probably, like, when I was a young E4, E5, I started doing $100, okay? And as I get promoted, I put more money in there. And and that's how I started. So that money grew, and so that money was there. So I invested that money through my IRA, and I continued doing that. And so when I had that, I knew That when I get out of the military, I knew that I wanted to do a business. I wasn't sure what business or a franchise, but I knew that's what I wanted to do. So like I said earlier, you got to have that foundation. So a capital, you got to have that because no SBA loan is going to give you a loan without any financial capital. So about 20 to 30% actually you'll have to put down to even... uh, give you a loan and then you got to look at your credit so that credit is very important that's one of the things that you definitely got to have you got to have like an excellent credit score yeah <laughs> or or, or yes. I'm telling you I think it's, it's I think they told me it was like either 750 and above or something like that which I don't know majority doesn't really I mean most of us is young Starting out in the military, we don't never think about our credit. So, you know, those are the things that you need to build on because if you have a bad credit, it takes, you know, I mean, if you got like a repossession or something, it takes about seven years to get that out of your...
4: um, Oh, yeah, years to overcome. You're right. That's years to overcome that.
3: Yeah, it it takes a lot to overcome. So, you know, those are the things you got to look at as far as if you want to own a business like I said, that's why I always say, you know, your foundation, you got to make sure you have all of that or else it's going to get shut down.
4: Yeah. So, so Tom, sounds like your wife was very smart at a very young age. Not sure how the heck you ended up with her, but you did. So so over to you. Were you that smart? I mean, did you start, the, you know, building a nest egg at a very early age? Yeah, I've met you. So don't, you know, you, you can't lie to me. <laughs>
2: Troy, I I, I think I told you many times before, you just talked to the smartest person in my family. Marissa was very, very smart and educated in finance. And that's one of the things I would like to see put into our service. Where we start talking and educating our young guys and young enlisted about finance responsibility and savings and managing money at an early age. And Dan, you know, all of us been through it. You know, um uh, when I was a private, spec forty four, I, I was just thinking where I was gonna spend my last dollar and then worry about what was gonna come again. But right now I I stand back and I think if if I would have put a hundred dollars into some kind of investment for the thirty six plus years that I spent in the military, you'd be a millionaire. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I'll, probably,
2: I'll, I'll probably be on some island now uh, where I can enjoy it. But I'd like to see our young men and women um, at least go to one of age or stay on the installation and kind of get some kind of financial counseling if they don't bring it to the unit. But on the other side, uh, oh, habit of having a business and managing a business, uh, be prepared for long hours. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, be prepared for Some things not to go quite right. Well, Tom, again, thanks. Great advice for our
1: listeners. So we're going to take a quick break, but we're going to talk about the next topic in just a moment.
0: Join AUSA, the Army's premier professional association and host of the largest land power exposition in the United States. AUSA is open to everyone, including all ranks and components. So whether you have a relationship with the U.S. Army or simply want to honor those who serve, You can learn more at ausa.org slash join. Well,
1: to our listeners out there, we have Tom and Marissa on the line talking veteran entrepreneurs, part of our summer special of highlighting veterans who go to business after they transition from the service.
4: So let's get to the franchise that we've been talking about. So both of you recently bought into this franchise. What franchise did you buy into? Why a franchise?
3: Yes, we got into the franchise. It's called Nothing Bunt Cakes. and Nothing um, Bunt Cakes? Nothing Bunt Cakes, yes. It's a franchise that started in Vegas with two women, and it has grown to like 400-something stores within the United States.
1: So, Marissa, can I ask, why a franchise? What are some of the things you look for when you're looking for a franchise? I'm sure you just didn't pick that one first you know, and a lot of our veterans think about this, how did you come to this franchise and what were you looking for specifically?
3: Well, to be honest with you, this is how I started. I've been looking around for a franchise for probably a couple of years before uh, we got out of the military. I started out looking at Starbucks. I started out looking at a lot of franchises, but the way I ran, you know, nothing but cake is, I always loved their cakes. I used to drive all the way to Raleigh just to get their cakes. (laughs) On our 20th anniversary, I was looking for cake. Okay. Like a two, three tiered cake. And everybody was quoting me with like six, $700. And I said, I'm not paying for a cake, six, $700. And you don't even get the flavors and you don't even know if it was going to be good. You could have called me. I'd have baked it for you for 200. (laughs) 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 everybody knows i'm not a baker i'm the type of person that if somebody can make it better than me then i'd rather spend my money than you know me baking it so that's how it started so i bought their you know cakes with uh, you know with the bantini's the tiered cake and all that and of course you know got like what probably a hundred guests and i only spent like 300 dollars so that's what made me think about the idea of nothing but cakes because I know there's a lot of soldiers and a lot of young civilians that get married at a younger age and don't want to pay all that money for cakes. And so that's what gave me the idea of nothing but cakes. And and not only that, but when I did my research about nothing but cakes I mean, it's a territorial. They're territorial. It's not like some of the stores that are like every five miles, there's one here, there's one there. We're the only one in Fayetteville, and we're going to be the only one unless I open another one within Fayetteville. So it's very territorial, and that's one thing I did like about the franchise. And, of course, I looked at all their statements and all of that, and most of them grew about fifteen to thirty percent
2: every year. Yeah, territory what we have here is a fifty mile radius. Nobody can come in here and build a nothing but cake here unless me and Marissa approve it. We got or first the franchise other franchise or we got first bills on any other location inside that fifty mile radius that we want to build on. They'll call and ask sir, do you want to build here? And if we say yeah then we got first dibs. You know um with the franchise, we have awesome people, the CEO, the marketing people, all the people up there that kind of helps us walk this thing through. Even we got questions that we having a hard time trying to figure out, we can call one of those guys and they give us the answer. They tell us what to do and how to do it. I mean, we don't get a whole lot of complaints, but if we do, we got the franchise who answer those complaints and kind of make things right with the people and make sure we're doing the things and it's like a check and balance over you. They're kind of looking at you every day, seeing how you're doing. They'll call you and ask us anything they can help you do. And when you get that kind of support, they want to see you be successful. It's just amazing to go to the little nothing but cake Conference and meet the people there and talk to people and communicate. And all of them is there to help you.
3: In addition to that, Choosing a franchise is actually, instead of doing your own, the marketing is already there. Everything is already there. So it's not something that you have to start. It's already there. So it's less work for you. So, you know, like some people try to do their own business. They start out from scratch. Well, that's one thing good about a franchise because everything is already there. Everything is, the foundation is already there. So the marketing, the advertising, all the things that you would need to start a business, they're there to help you. They're there for the support, for anything that you could run into. So that's why I think a franchise is very good when it comes to um, looking into having a business.
1: Outstanding. And I guess the lesson for our listeners here is you could tell that the Capels, they they did the research. They took the time. They didn't just look at one thing because they were passionate about it. They actually looked into what type of franchise rules and regulations were there. Was, was this franchise going to protect them? And it's great advice. So I would say is uh, for my advice is listen to what they have to do and do what they did and do your homework.
4: You guys have both given a lot of great advice about what to look for you know, why you chose a franchise, you know, and and the reasons behind all that. So what additional information would you give transitioning service members about starting their own business? Tom, let's let's start with you.
2: Well, I want to go back here and then I'm going to jump back up here to that question. But, um, you know, you you have people around that's really good at trying to hurt your feelings. I had two or three of my bosses call me and ask me, um, are you baking cakes? sorry, Major. And uh, I, said, <laughs> I said, no, sir, I'm not. They said, good, then I'll come make one. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's like a given. somebody have to uh, make sure. But Marissa said the best, just do your research. I mean, call people, ask people. And some of the things you're going to hear, criticizing, but there's nothing wrong with being criticized as long as you learn something from it. But we came out and... Marissa called me one day and said she wanted to know my own business. And um, I went home. She had all the paperwork on the table. Uh, matter of fact, she had reached out to the CEO and the, and the franchise. And um, she had scheduled us an appointment to fly to Dallas to meet the people. And, and when you go out there and if they really care about you, they're going to be there to help you. And they asked me when I walked in, like, I'm in there with. 36 and a half years of military service. They look at us and like, why should we let y'all own a uh, franchise of nothing but cake? Why should we approve y'all? I just told them, uh, here's what I have to offer. 36 and a half years of military. I've been leading men and women all across the world, all across the country. My leadership skills good. My communication skills is good. I have an excellent family, and my wife did 24 years in service. And if you're asking for more than that, I don't have it. But I know we can go out there and develop a team, and we can make this thing work. And evidently, they liked what I said. They got up, they went in the back, they came back and said, congratulations, you're the new franchise owner, nothing but cake and fed bill. But, you know, when you lean back on the military and people who knows the military and, and know our strength and weakness, you can go out and probably do anything you want to do because you have the experience.
3: Yes, I was going to say that it wasn't as easy and fast like my husband is saying. We went through a lot of process. It took us almost two years for the process, okay? So it's not like something you can just do. You go through a lot of modules, okay? You go through a lot of questionnaires. So those are the things, and you have to pass all those questionnaires from one module to another, okay? So it took us, really, it took two years just to do all the paperwork, going through all the documents and everything. So when you're starting a business, don't think that you're just going to jump into it, okay? Because it's going to take a process, okay? It's a long process at that. And another thing is make sure that, you're going to join with somebody that's going to be somebody that you can trust. Like our son is a manager for our bakery. So he went through the training with me. He was working as a construction and I asked him to do it with me. And first he, he was, you know, skeptical, but you know, he went through the training and now he can do everything in the bakery from baking to frosting, to being in the front. So he actually runs the bakery. So that's the good part of us is because we have somebody that we know we can trust to run the bakery. And another thing I want to say is you got to be compassionate of what you want to do. You got to believe in your product. Because if you don't believe in your product, then you're not going to sell your product. So, yeah, I tell everybody that, you know, you have to be passionate about what you want to get into. Because, you know, I'm not a baker. I never. I don't even bake, to be honest with you. She tells the truth. <laughs> she tells the real truth. When I don't bake. I tell people, and they were like, you bake? And I said, no, I don't bake because I never really bake because I don't know how to bake. And the thing is, I'd rather buy the cake that I know somebody is good at. Than me spending an hour or two hours wasting my time and it's not going to turn out good. So what I'm saying is, we, you got to believe in your product. You see, I, uh, I love their cakes. I love everything about their cakes. I love everything about their decoration. So I did, like you said, I did my research, and it's you know if you're gonna sell a product, you got to believe in your product. So it doesn't matter if it's a bakery or for a sporting good or whatever. So you got to sell your product. So you got to believe in your products, And that's the best thing that you can, I can tell you as far as starting your business, it's got to be something that you're compassionate about. got to be something you believe in. Yeah.
1: And it takes good people and, and you can tell the passion. I think the lesson for our listeners here today in our first of the series of veteran owned businesses, it's hard work. You got to be ready. You got to do your research. And it's no different than what we've done throughout our military careers. Unfortunately, ladies and gentlemen, our time has come to an end to close this edition of Soldier Today Podcast. Soldier Today Podcast is a product of the Non-Commissioned Officer and Soldier Programs Directorate at the Association of the United States Army. We hope you enjoyed today's episode as much as we have, and we welcome your feedback and recommendations for future subjects. But join us next week here in the studio for another great podcast.
0: To all our listeners, thanks for joining us. Be sure to subscribe to the Army Matters podcast on iTunes and everywhere podcasts are found. The Army Matters podcast series is brought to you by the Association of the United States Army, the U.S. Army's Professional Association, member-supported Army Connected. Visit us at AUSA.org for more information or to become a member. Your membership helps AUSA continue to carry out its mission to educate, inform, and connect with the Total Army, our industry partners, and our supporters of a strong national defense. For questions or to provide topic recommendations, email us at podcastausa.org. at Have a great Army Day. Hua.